Hey everyone, thanks for joining us today on O-Face Wrestling. This is your host, JT, and today I am joined by Stephanie for our fourth time joining the show. So thank you for joining us today, Stephanie. You're welcome. Hello. How are you doing today? I'm doing good. How are you? I'm doing fantastic. So Stephanie, last night we witnessed the debut of NXT on live TV, and it was a you know a overall very exciting show, and I'm really excited to talk to you about this today. Oh yeah, definitely. Me too. So, uh, quick question before we actually start, you know, talking about each match, what were your expectations going into the show? A part of me, well, no, not a part of me, but my expectations going into it, I thought it was going to be, especially with the debut of it, and it's been talked about and put over. I was expecting it to be like a takeover made for TV. Yes, that was the kind of feel I was getting for it too. Like I figured, okay, this is their first episode on live TV. They're obviously going to want it to be more than just your typical episode of NXT. You know, mm-hmm. you know they announced some exciting matches, you know, like um, Velveteen Dream versus Roderick Strong was hyped up pretty well. That uh, fatal four-way match for the number one contendership for the women's title was hyped up. Mm-hmm. Even um, the um, Matt Riddle and Killian Dane match was also pretty hyped up. So it definitely seemed like, you know, they wanted this to be special. And I was, you know, also had that whole, it's going to be kind of like NXT TakeOver. I was even thinking maybe this will be even bigger than a takeover. Like, you know, they would, you know, really go all out. Like, all the rumors that we were hearing, obviously a rumor is just a rumor, but a lot of fans were really hyping this show up. Like, it, you know, a lot of um, big surprises were going to happen. I mean, CM Punk's name was brought up. What? Yes. (laughs) It was your friend. um, Was it five time? Oh, five times a charm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think she was the one who brought up, you know, um, CM Punk potentially um, coming in. And honestly, like, it wouldn't surprise me. I mean, with NXT, you know, being on live TV, I think CM Punk would be, like, kind of, you know, with that, you know, rather than going to Raw or SmackDown if he hypothetically ever returned. But also, like, there was other names. You know, Kevin Owens' name has been brought up, you know, returning to NXT. You know, a lot of fans have also been talking about maybe a maybe a Ember Moon or something like that. So it was, you know, I was expecting at least, you know, someone from the main roster coming down, mm-hmm. whether it was just, just for, you know, last night or, you know, a little run or maybe even permanent. You know, I mean, WWE has done that before with um, Cesaro and uh, – even um Zach Ryder, that's you know actually how he formed the Hype Bros. He went down to the you know NXT. So I mean they've done that before, but with you know um, NXT moving with, to an extra hour, they need you know more wrestlers. So it makes sense, right? But yeah, I was definitely expecting you know something big to happen. Um, starting with the first match was the Fatal Four Way for the you know number one contendership for the women's title with Bianca Belair, Candice LeRae, Io Shirai, and Mia Yim. How did you feel about this match starting off the show? That match made me so happy. Just even taking the wrestling out of it, but just being a woman. And with the women's match being the first match with four people that I really like, I'm like, oh, they're 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 really wanting to get eyes on this show. And I thought that they killed it from beginning to end. A part of me wishes it was a little longer, but the showcase for all four of them, 
I thought it was amazing. And I thought that they made the right choice with Candace LeRae. Yeah, me too. I mean, out of all four of them, Candace is the only one never to get a title shot. So this is definitely, you know, a fresh idea for them. But Candace LeRae, you know, she had a lot of hype to her name coming into NXT. Mm-hmm. And ever since she's been in NXT, she's been, you know, Johnny Gargano's wife. She has not been just Candice LeRae and, you know, out there doing her thing. So it's definitely, a, you know, a breath of fresh air seeing her actually like in a storyline by herself, you know, fighting for the title. So I'm really excited for the, for this, especially since she will be challenging Shayna Baszler in two weeks, you know, um, when they actually have both you know, of the two hours on USA rather than splitting it on uh, USA and the network. So this is like a big deal because they're going head to head with AEW in two weeks. So right. Candice LeRae versus Shane, those, you know, a really, you know, good match to, you know, to start things off with for the women's uh, NXT title. But like, as far as the match though, like you said, the match was phenomenal. Like all four yes. of the women came out just on point like you could tell they wanted to go out there and give it their best like they knew they were going to have a large audience on them and they you know did not disappoint especially like even Mia she was phenomenal and she had that you know really disappointing match against Shayna at the takeover Toronto so she definitely made up for that yeah yeah I was really impressed and I was really nervous just only because like I really like Mia Yim since the May Young Classic and the match that she had with Sienna I'm like oh my god this match is so amazing she's so good I mean everybody's entitled to have a little it was I don't know it was a disappointing match for me but with all four of them they just killed it and it just flowed it flowed so well and Bianca Belair I mean please it's like Bianca Belair and everybody else. The love I have for her, it just I can't even describe it. Oh, I know about that. Yeah, like Bianca killed it. I was actually like thinking that she was going to win because I was, I was expecting both Candace and EO to like cancel each other out. Mm-hmm. Kind of like a few years ago back when Kevin Owens and uh, Sami Zayn were feuding with each other. They were in a Fatal 4 match at a pay-per-view for the Intercontinental title. And they both just had so much bad blood for each other. They just kept going at it. It's totally. I remember that one. You yeah. know, ignored the match. And I was expecting the same thing with Candice Neo. So I'm like, I don't see them putting Nia in this title picture again. So I'm thinking, okay, Bianca. But they, they did surprise me with Candice. And, you know, like you said, I wanted this match to go longer. And I think it would have been longer if this was an actual takeover. But with only an hour on USA, they, you know, they only had so much time, but it, it was, I think it was perfect though. I mean, they had a lot of great spots in this, um, in this match, you know, with the, you know, you had EO with the moonsault to the outside of the ring. Um, Candace did that little, um, Huracarana. Right. Yeah, yeah. 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 Like it, it was a great match and, uh, it really had me pumped and, you know, that's how you want to start off any show you want. Right, they set yep, the you tone. You need to set that tone, get people excited right away. So I think this was a good, you know, a good way to start off the show. And Candace winning, I know no one's arguing about that. I mean, they couldn't have really gone wrong with any pick, honestly. You know. Yeah, but I was look, I was kind of looking at it like, well, I have a feeling Candace is going to win just only because Shayna's wrestled everybody else. Yeah, this is something. This is something definitely new and. Honestly, do you think Candace will dethrone Shayna in two weeks? 
I don't think so. I'm thinking, no, I don't think so. I'd be surprised, but I feel like maybe somebody may come and break it up. I honestly thought that her feud with EO would have gone a little longer, but I don't see it. But if it did happen, I wouldn't be mad at it. At yeah, all. I, I mean, but I feel like Rhea. I feel like Rhea Ripley should be the one to do that. I don't. Know. Oh, I mean, uh, technically, because I know um, Shayna's match with uh, Rhea. How did that didn't end? That was a disqualification, right? Right, because the other. Yeah, two so out. it wouldn't surprise me if um, Rhea came and you know got involved and got one of them disqualified, and then her, continued her feud with Shayna, but um. I'm kind of expecting because EO and Candace, their feud isn't really technically over, so I can see EO costing Candace the match. Mm-hmm. To me, it just I feel like there should be a, like a you know more of a storyline because I mean Shane has had this title for almost a year. I feel like whoever beats her, it shouldn't be really random. Not saying that Candace shouldn't be the one to beat her. Maybe she loses and then they carry on the feud to take over or something like that. But I'm kind of like, you know me, like I really want Dakota to be the one to do it. Yeah. And she comes yep, back next yep. week. So I'm kind of curious what she uh what she'll do. But I mean, there's a lot of different options they can go with dethrone and Shayna. I mean, they could, you know, go back to Bianca, they could Candace, it could be EO, it could be Dakota, it could be someone from Raw or SmackDown coming down to NXT, like there, you know the there's so many options. So I'm really excited for you know to see what they do with uh, this title. No, I agree, I agree. But whoever they put the title on, I just really want it to be. I mean, you know, I root for the bad guys. <laughs> so, so if Candace, let's say she did win it, I I know I would never see a heel turn, but I can only dream. If not, keep it on Shayna because Shayna is just like playing the part so well. She, it just seems like she just keeps getting better and better. Honestly, like, yeah, and it's like I see a lot of slander, and I'm like, she's really good at what she's doing. This is what she's supposed to be doing, but exactly, it is what it is. I'm entitled to my opinion. I, you know, whatever. yeah, like I always looked at her. Oh, she's gonna need to eventually align with you know Ronda to be successful, but. On her own with uh, Jessamine Duke and Marina Shafir, she's—I mean—they're fine. Like she's a good leader. Like they don't even need Ronda, honestly. Right? No, they don't. Or they—I mean—if they want to do like four horsemen versus four horsemen, they could add someone else instead of Ronda to their group, and I still think they're fine. The star power that Shayna brings is good enough by itself. No, I agree because she gives off that aura. Like I'm a bad bitch. Yeah. <laughs> and, and honestly, it would be really weird now because, I mean, a lot of people would expect, you know, Ronda to be the leader because of, you know, she's Ronda Rousey. But it would be weird seeing Shayna a part of any kind of faction and not be the leader. Mm-hmm. So I think it just keep it the way it is. Yeah, I definitely agree. Yeah, if you want to bring but the... if you want to bring Ronda back, just have her do her own thing like she was when she was on the main roster. Yeah, we can keep them apart unless they do a four horsewoman thing. That's the only thing I'll accept. <laughs> yeah, I'm kind of thinking like I wonder if they're ever going to do that now because I mean, Ronda, I don't know if she's coming back I mean, I thought she would have been back by SummerSlam Didn't she break her finger? Yeah, but um, wrestlers have wrestled with broken fingers before, I don't think it's that serious to be honest with you Oh, I mean, she can, I didn't dislike her but she can stay gone for now Yeah, 
it revolved around her for a year. And exactly, like I, Rondola, but and but given getting such a heavy dose of her, I just kind of just got tired of it. Like she was good, mm-hmm. but not that good. And obviously, with her being who she is, they're gonna hype the crap out of her, and you know, put her in all the main storylines. And I just don't want that. Honestly, I'd rather it be the Sasha's and the Becky's and the Liv Morgan and just other people. You know, mm-hmm. I don't like when they revolve the company around any one person constantly. It just gets tiring. You know, like, and they're always gonna do that with Ronda Rousey. So she can stay gone. I mean, if they want to bring her back, like you said, and do a four horsewoman thing fine with that that's really all i care to see with ronda right now there's really no one-on-one matches that i care they've done it all yeah they, they did it all very quick yeah other than becky they never did a one-on-one match with her so i, I kind of wouldn't mind seeing that depending on you know if i want a good like stipulation for the match you know like maybe like a street fight or something you know intense yeah I mean, they can bring her back but just not right now we're good she can hang back on the farm with her husband. Yeah, have a baby or two and then come back. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so the next match was a pretty quick one. Uh, we had Cameron Grimes defeat Sean Malinta. I think that's how you pronounce his name. From what I read, it was only like a 10-second match. I mean, that was really, really quick and kind of random why they actually did that, to be honest with you. You know, with the Cameron Grimes guy... When I saw him live at that NXT event, he had a really good match with Pete Dunne. Yeah, I heard he's really good. I, I... He's really good. So when they did that 10-second thing, I was like, wow, okay. But I thought that was a good way. Whoever, you know, with the other guy, I'm not familiar with him, not to discredit him at mm-hmm. all, but... I think that's a good way for them to start telling his story. Yeah. Like, wow, I really got beat in 10 seconds. It's a good way to set up a feud because people love stories. Yeah. Myself. Yeah. Um, he looks like an inter- interesting kind of guy, too, with that hat. He, like, mm-hmm. reminds me of some kind of, like, United King. Are you talking about Cameron? Yeah, yeah. He's giving me, like, um, what is, what is it in a circus? The ringmaster. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he gives me ringmaster vibes, which isn't a bad. That could be his name, the ringmaster. <laughs> uh, yeah, it was quick. I think he uh, might have beaten Ziggler's record, but hey, we don't have to bring him into this. <laughs> you know, I had to do that. <laughs> I know. But then, as far as like the main event for the USA version, it was the Velveteen Dream defending his North American Championship against Roderick Strong. Now, I was expecting the title to change just because it just seemed like, you know, it was just obvious they were going to put, you know, all these titles on the the Undisputed Air. Plus, at the same time, what a good way to end the show on USA with, you know, all four members, you know, standing tall on the ring holding holding them titles. That was just beautiful. And I know you're you're a fan of Velveteen Dreams. I know you probably weren't too happy. No, you know, with that specific match, I'm a fan of both men equally. Mm -hmm. So it didn't matter to me who won or who lost, but I was thinking about it like, okay, Roderick cannot lose again, because if he loses again, I mean, what if they try to break up the Undisputed Era? I love a good faction, and I think they're amazing, but 
it didn't matter to me who won with those two. Yeah, I mean, it could have gone either way. Honestly, I mean, the Velveteen Dream, he's really popular and fans love him, but I'm kind of liking the idea maybe he'll actually stay feuding with the Undisputed Air, but challenge Adam Cole instead. Mm, but then, oh, that would be tough. That would be so tough because I wouldn't want Velveteen to lose, mm-hmm. but then I wouldn't want Cole to lose either. So, True. Yeah, I don't know. I- but that match was good. I'm like, please let Roderick Strong shine right now. I I just think he is just ugh, the talent. He just exudes it. They both do. Yeah. I'm like, he's always been his... really talented. Like I know they he was like named like Mister Ring of Honor prior. To... Oh really? Yeah, because he was like the um he was in Ring of Honor I think for like ten years or something like that. Oh, yeah, I do remember hearing about that, yeah. yeah. He was there for a while. He's always been a fantastic wrestler, and I feel like joining the mm-hmm. there and having his heel turn really kind of, like, piqued him because I think that's exactly what he needed. He needed that edge. As, like, a face, he kind of was, like, plain. Didn't really, yeah. to be honest with you. And I, you know, I think this is, you know, perfect for him. You know, he's a champion, which I think he deserves it. You know, they're doing this whole, like, I I love how they have all four of these titles. I think that's awesome. I think that could be, like, a really good storyline. Yes. With the Undisputed Air, you know, just dominating the, you know, the brand. And the only thing is, like, a lot of people were complaining on Twitter that he didn't win it cleanly. He's a heel. Yeah. So? Exactly. You know, I mean, as long as they don't do that regularly, but, like, yeah, he's a heel, and it's... I mean, it's good for Velveteen Dream because it keeps him looking strong. Right. Exact. That's the exact way I think about it. Like, oh, my God, they cheated. Well, they're heels. That's what they're supposed to do. And it's like, it would suck because people would also complain if Velveteen lost clean. Yeah, they would. They would. So it is what it is. It's just with people complaining, I mute people that I don't even follow. <laughs> if I see like a lot of complaints and like retweets, I'm like, nope, thank you, Nick. Yeah. But yes. I thought the match was amazing and it was time because I'm tired. I got tired of Roderick Strong losing. Yeah. All the too. time. Like it's it's almost like and they were making him kind of look like the weak link of the Undisputed Era. And I don't want there to be any weak links in that group. Not at all. Not at all. But that match, A1. I thought it was great. Yes, it was. I think it was the perfect way to end the show. Kind of, I mean, I kind of wish that would have been the actual main main event, but I obviously get it. They wanted to put the strongest match at the end of, you know, the USA version of the show, just, uh, you know, to get that audience. I didn't think about that because I thought that was weird when I saw that Killian and Riddle were closing. I was like, wait, what? Not discrediting them, (laughs) but... I was like, oh, why would they do that? But then what you said makes sense. Yeah, it makes sense. I mean, Riddle and Killian Dane was a pretty hype match, too. So I guess, you know, that was, I think that was a good match to put as the main event as, you know, on the network version. Whew. But getting actually to the network now, um, the show started off with just them recapping what happened on USA. And then it started mm-hmm. with uh, Mr. Pete Dunn defeating. Atorora, I, I can't pronounce his name, but yeah, Pete Dunn 
fantastic matches always. It looks like he's going to be part of the NXT roster now rather than UK. Do you think that? Do you think? Oh, Art- Arturo Arturo Ruiz. Yes, yes. Yeah, I'm terrible at pronouncing foreign names. No problem. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, uh, he had a fantastic match with him, and like I was just saying, um, looks like Pete Dunne's going to be part of the NXT roster rather than the UK roster. Do you think that's a good decision by WWE? Oh, I think just having Pete Dunne just let him go wherever he wants to go, mm-hmm. and I, I would not be disappointed. Because he's so different and he's so edgy, he's so rough and talented and just, he's another one that I look at and I'm like, wow, what a package. Because I still hold the match that he had with Tyler Bate in very high regard. I mean, that match was amazing. Even the match that he had on NXT last night, I thought it was really good because the two styles were so different. Mm. You know, and I'm like, this match is, they have, the chemistry is great. But Pete Dunn can make he can wrestle. I don't know. He can wrestle a mop and make it look good. <laughs> I, I couldn't. Uh, you know, I can't disagree with that. But yeah, like Pete Dunn, I love his style. Like it feels like like a fight. Like it feels really intense. I, and I right. love that. And I'm kind of just when I was, you know, and I just recently mentioned about you know the Dream versus Adam Cole. Maybe Pete Dunn versus Adam Cole. Maybe you know Dunn can actually beat Adam Cole and become the NXT champion. I, I think that would be a phenomenal match. I mean, there's a lot you could do with Pete Dunne in NXT. I'm not too sure how well they utilized him in the UK because I'm not going to lie, I really don't watch NXT UK. Right. I do know that he held that title for like over 500 days. Was it longer than that maybe? Yeah, I think it was over 500 yeah, days. Yeah, I think it might have been like closer to 700, but yeah, like – I do know that he's fantastic, and unfortunately, like I still have not watched that Tyler Bate match with him. I heard it was really good. Oh, it was amazing. I, I need to start watching more UK, honestly. like I know it's good. I just have a hard time fitting it in my schedule. But- well, no. Now, the match that I was talking about wasn't a UK match. It was a takeover match a couple of years ago before Tyler Bate had his glow up. <laughs> I, I've only watched NXT UK maybe, like, twice. Gotcha. Okay, I don't remember that match. I mean, you said that was a few years ago. That's probably why. Yeah, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have to find it and see which one it was. But it was, like, it was amazing. It was great. Yeah, man, so, I heard that their matches during that um, UK tournament, uh, that, that was the first time I ever heard of either one, and I heard they had that phenomenal match at the end of the, sh- or end of the tournament. I definitely mm-hmm. believe you. I mean, me like I've only watched NXT UK once or twice. I remember the the one episode was I wanted to see that women's battle royal match, which um, Kaylee Ray or whatever her name was won. But I need to watch more of it. Honestly, like I know I'm slacking there. But um, yeah, like as far as you know, Pete Dunn, do you think um, Tony Storm might become in the NXT? I don't I don't know I mean I've seen things and I've heard things about her going Mm -hmm. there but then they have so many other people yeah they 
but they're pretty that, seem, that seems to be a thing yeah it does seem to be a thing it i guess it depends on you know who they actually want to push and really utilize because right now i mean you got you got the four women that you saw you know yesterday you know, we know that they can you know produce fantastic matches then you still like i said we got Shayna, you got a uh, dakota kai coming back you got a uh, lacy lane who they still don't do anything with which i'm kind of shocked about because she's fly as all hell yeah she's really excited and i don't sometimes you know you, we just don't understand you know some of the mindset you know but it is what it is i mean I, she does live events and all that so all right now speaking of women the next match was Xavier Lee versus Aaliyah, which this was kind of random. I mean, I, I love Xavier Lee. I think that's how. Zia Lee. Lee. Yes. It's all good. It's okay. That's why I'm here. Yes, that is why you're here. Yeah, Zia <laughs> Lee. I love Zia Lee. I think she's fantastic. Kind of random. She was fighting Aaliyah. But I. Yeah, I thought so too. Yeah, I'm not going to lie. I don't really. I'm not a fan of Aaliyah. I hate. I mean, she's been in NXT forever, and they still just don't really seem to know what to do with her. Because I remember when uh, Liv Morgan had just gotten not was it Liv? No, not Liv. Carmella had just gotten on SmackDown, and they had Aaliyah up there, like you know, just like maybe we'll call her the local talent for the night, <laughs> but. I like her with I'm so mad because I like them together and I can't think of her name. Vanessa Boyles. Yes. Uh, I like those two together as a unit. I feel like those would be two people that would be good to maybe keep in NXT. Mm-hmm. But I, li- I like them together. I-, I really do like the hires. Yeah, they definitely have really good chemistry together. I'm not going to lie about that. Just so you don't really see them on TV very often. When you do, it's usually them just like putting over someone else. So it seems like they're kind of just there just to be there, just to be like another body on TV. Yeah. And it's like I've seen a lot of matches with um, Vanessa Bourne. I mean, I think she's pretty good. She's She's better than a lot of people who've had the spotlight on them. I'll say that. Yeah, I've seen her a few times, and she's been pretty impressive. I think she has a nice look. Yeah, but them together, I think, I don't know. It's it's so repetitive, I know, but Mean Girls is one of my favorite movies, and that's the vibe that they give me. That's why I think I really like them, and they just play the character so well, bad and bougie. I mean, it's simple, but it's so fitting. Yes, it is. So, and Zylee is, she's a star. She can go. I think she has a good look. I think she's gorgeous. And her moveset is so, like, crisp. Yeah, I would love to see her in a feud. And I don't mean to be, like, oh, because she's Asian and um, EO's Asian, Asian. But I think, you know, their chemistry and their style, I think it would mix really well together. And I would love to see them have a feud. Mm-hmm. No, I'm not going to disagree with that. Yeah, we'll see. With this extra hour that NXT gets, you know, weekly, I think that, uh, you know, we'll see more of these, you know, women and men that we just don't really see often. We'll get to see them have more TV time and get to give them an opportunity to shine more. Right, because they have so 
much time to do so much more now. So I'm excited. Yeah, me about where this is going to go because I got into the habit of watching NXT every week. I'm like, this just it just never disappoints mm-hmm. me. And at first, when I heard about NXT moving the two hours, I'm, I was kind of like cringing a little bit. But then when I started thinking about it, I'm like, hey, like they do have all these wrestlers who we just don't see that often. And now we're going to get this opportunity to see them. And they can, you know, they can actually build more stars because there's, there's wrestlers with NXT that we probably really don't even know much about that actually may, you know, really impress us, you know. Right. It opens up a lot of doors. All right, so moving on to the next match. Um, this match was actually didn't even happen. It was supposed to be Kushida versus somebody, some random. And uh, we saw the in, in premium. <laughs> we saw them, you know, <laughs> attack the uh, the dude that Kushida was supposed to fight. And once again, they're UK. I, I knew about the faction. I didn't know Walter was a part of the faction, though. I'll admit that. But yeah, he came out, and then we saw them, you know, standing tall in the ring. And then Kushida came out in a pretty much clean house. So it looks like uh, this could be a few. Isn't Walter still the UK champion, though? Yes, he is. I don't know if I if I could see Kushida fighting for the UK champion. I don't know if this was just like a a one time thing or something like that. But I mean, it was nice seeing Kushida on TV and uh having Walter and you know his little faction come on. And, you know, NXT was a nice little surprise. I wasn't expecting that to be honest with you. Right. So I mean, that was a like, cool. I mean, the fans at the you know at the uh, event they loved it. Yeah, I and I'll and I'll say and I'll be totally honest. I don't know a lot about Walter at all. I knew that he was in I, the faction because I would just kind of like just see online and it it would show pictures of them. Like I said, I'm a huge fan of factions anyway, so I'm like, okay, well that's great. I didn't expect that either with them just kind of showing up. I think that was the first time I ever heard Walter talk. Yeah, me too. I, I, he always just every time I saw him, he was just standing there in the ring, staring at people with that evil look, and then you know he would do that little chest smack and all that. Mm-hmm. But yeah, the fans, like I said, I don't really know much about him either. But the fans just seem to love the guy, chanting his names over and over. So I mean, he definitely has some hype. Um, I never seen him wrestle though, honestly. So I'm kind of curious to see how well he does. Yeah, and somebody. Um, commented on Twitter last night and said, hey, you need to go watch that you know, Walter versus Tyler Bate match. And I did hear a lot about it and nobody had anything negative to say about it. So I am going to go back and watch that because they're like, yo, match of the year, contender, check it out. Just so I can learn a little bit more about him, but I don't... I haven't seen anything from Walter since he pinned Pete Dunne. So I threw him away. A long time ago. Yeah, it seems like ever since he won that title, he just kind of fell off, to be honest with you. Like, you hear more about, like, Tony Storm and, you know, all these other wrestlers in the UK division, and you don't really hear much about Walter lately, which is kind of weird. Yeah. I mean, well, you know what? No, I can't can't say that because I don't really pay too much attention to NXT UK because it's like, at some point, it's going to be wrestling overload. Yeah, that's that's one of, like, the big issues, too, is... Is like you know, as much as I love wrestling, we're kind of getting a pretty heavy dose of it lately. And with, yeah, and then it's like Wednesday nights; it's going to be two shows. Yes, for some reason, I could have swore AEW is supposed to be on Tuesdays, not Wednesdays. I don't know if I just misunder 
you know misread or if they changed it. I don't know, but I don't that part. I don't know how I feel about that because I want to watch both, but you really can't watch both. I mean, I know I used to have a friend. Mm-hmm. I used to watch both, you know, um, Nitro and Raw at the same time. He would flip back and forth between channels. I really don't want to do that, honestly. So it's kind of like, I kind of feel like it's either NXT or AEW. So I, I don't really know what I'm going to do come Wednesday, you know. Right. Because it's like, realistically, I've I've been, you know, an NXT fan for like five years now. Six years, actually. Mm-hmm. dedicated to the brand like i don't want to pick something else over that but at the same time i really want to see aew like i love the young bucks and cody and chris jericho moxley you know i i you know i want to watch that too so i so this looks like you know nxt versus aew it looks like that's going to be the you know the wednesday night wars and i think that should be fun though every show should it's most likely going to be competing against each other and going on should be exciting though but i think right now probably for now i might try to go back between channels depending on what's going on and then whatever show seems entertaining to me the most i'm probably just gonna stick with yeah i i'm gonna be honest i'm loyal to the soil monday tuesday and wednesday it's going to be wwe it is what it is i'm going to watch aew to check it out because i want to learn a little bit more about the wrestlers i mean i don't really know a lot about them and i know that they have like the youtube videos and things like that but i haven't seen a full production so i'm really anxious to see what a full show looks like i think it'll be exciting a full show it from aew's fantastic honestly I, the only full sh- well i can't really say you know because i've only watched one full show but i mean i know that all in was a great show Good mm-hmm. thing. Same thing with Double or Nothing. I saw Fighter Fest. That was the first and only I ever watched from top to bottom. Well, no, actually, no. Technically, I did watch All Out as well, top to bottom, just not live. But both mm-hmm. were fantastic. Like the style that they bring, it's like old school mixed with you know the current kind of age wrestling. Like it's that you know high you know fast paced kind of style wrestling with that hardcore aspect to it. Like you know with the thumbtacks and like. Uh, I don't know, know if you saw the one video I posted from the All Out pay per view, but um, the one guy had thumbtacks glued to a skateboard, got on the turnbuckle, jumped on the guy's back with the skateboard. Like you don't, you you will not even see stuff like that in NXT. So they do bring more of an intense kind of like, kind of, I guess you could say maybe like an ECW kind of vibe to their style. Think of NXT mixed with ECW, basically. Like that's the best way to explain it. Wow. definitely much a must watch show so it's going to be a fun and interesting probably stressful as well for us fans because we're going to want to watch both but it's going to be hard well I got a DVR so I know when I'm recording <laughs> well, I don't have a DVR <laughs> yeah and then the good thing is you know NXT it does show on the network but then it's like oh, I don't want to miss it so True. I know where my loyalty is at but I'm still going to check out the other show just yeah, I think I heard, just to see what it's like. I think I heard something like twenty four hours after it airs on USA, it'll be on the WWE Network, which is mm-hmm. which, that's good because I was really worried because I know when Raw and SmackDown airs on USA, they don't put that episode on the network until a month later. Yeah, I'm expecting them to do the same thing with NXT, so I'm like, crap. 
I can't watch it for whatever reason, by the time an episode, you know, by the time it airs on, you know, network, that episode is going to be kind of irrelevant. You know, why am I going to want to watch a month old episode, you know? Right. But yeah, um, kind of getting back to some of these matches. Um, Leo Rush versus your man Oni Larkin. Now this was this was the one wrestler from Raw and SmackDown that came to NXT. I was expecting more, but I think Leo Rush is perfect. You know he he was he originally started out in NXT, but he wasn't there for very long, and then they threw him in uh, Two Hundred Five Live. Mm-hmm. There for very long either. Then they, you know, threw him with, you know, um, Bobby Lash- Lashley. And I, I like that duo, but it seems like they never utilized this guy. Like, I saw a match that he had with Ricochet back in the independent circuit on YouTube. Holy smokes. Like, I don't know if you've ever seen that match, but that match was great. Like, they were doing all the flips and all the fancy stuff. It mm-hmm. reminded me of the match with Ricochet and Will Offspray. Just like they both have that same type of, you know, in ring style and I just like it just boggles my mind why they've never really utilized Leo like I know he had his issues on the main roster like some backstage issues and all that kind of stuff but like this man as we saw last night this guy has so much potential and I mean this match whoo this was a good match and this was yeah this was for the number one contendership for that uh cruiserweight title net which is now an NXT title now so I'm actually um thinking that maybe Leah Rush might be the one to uh win this title next against um was it Drew Gulak? Yeah, Drew Gulak. Yeah, I had to double check with that one because I don't once that's another brand I really haven't paid too much attention to. I, I tried to, but yeah. it's like with two o five. I mean, I'll be honest, I wasn't. I'm like, okay, this is a lot of wrestling just from Monday and Tuesday night. Mm-hmm. But then when I would hear about the matches with uh, Ollie and Murphy or Murphy and Cedric, Cedric Alexander, and I was able to see Cedric and Murphy at a live event that came to Charleston. And that was the night that Rhonda was there too for a Raw live event. And everybody was on their feet for that match. Like everybody in this Coliseum, it was amazing from beginning to end. But then I really started consistently watching 205 when they had Chad Gable and Jack Gallagher. Ooh, yeah. That match sold me. I'm like, well, I need to stick around for 205 on the iPad and Miz and Mrs. on the TV, but I'm not missing it. I mean, because they were doing this every single week. And I think a primary thing was people weren't really watching because they're like, okay, this is enough wrestling. I don't know. But that match with Gable and Gallagher sold me. And then I really love Oni Lorcan because he gives me he gives me Cesaro vibes. Yeah, he kinda does, honestly. Like he has a really similar look and uh, they both have they're both have the you know same um in ring kind of style. And he's just a ham on social media and I love it so I think that also plays a part into why I like him so Mm -hmm. much and then with Leo Rush I didn't obviously like you said I didn't get to see a lot of him in NXT because he wasn't there long then I saw him on 205 a couple times and then he was Bobby's mouthpiece and he had a couple of matches with Finn but that match last night first of all I was surprised to see him come back but grateful that you know whatever went on went on it happened and he's back 
that's great. But with those two together, the chemistry was, it was amazing. That match was everything I thought it would be. Everything. And he got over as a face. I'm just so used to him being the bad guy. And I'm like, well, why don't you look at that? This is amazing. Yeah, I think it was a good um, refresh for his character and all that. He's been off of TV for months. So he was able to come back and kind of be what he wanted to be. And, you know, he's like I said, the fans looked at him as a face. He could yeah. be a face, you know, that's fine. I mean, he was a great heel. But, yeah, I mean, you know, I think NXT is perfect for him. You know, just unfortunately, it's really hard to succeed on the main roster just because there's just so much talent there. And WWE has their their guys who they just want to revolve the company around. So NXT is, you know, a good way to kind of rejuvenate his career and him. But I feel like with them having new management, you're seeing a lot of people on TV that we wouldn't normally see. You Like Gable? We would wouldn't see Gable on TV. <laughs> yeah, it definitely seems like they have been um, trying new things and, you know, pushing new wrestlers. Like, we've been seeing uh, Cedric Alexander on TV more. Yes. Even though, yes, yes. Of, you know, their you know, booking for him lately has been pretty questionable. He's constantly losing the styles. I don't know where they're going with that, but, yeah, we're seeing Alexander more. Um, let me see. Who else are we seeing more lately? Mike Canellis. Mike Canellis. Yeah, Mike Canellis. Um, uh, let me. I can't, it's it's hard being on the spot. Who have we been seeing more and more often lately? I mean, we did see Emma Moon for a little bit. She faded a little bit. Yeah, Santa. it was still nice seeing her. I mean, but I mean, yeah, I get what you're saying. You know, under new management, you know, we uh, that does open up more opportunities. But I just still think that NXT is just perfect for him. You know, I because. My thing with NXT is there's a lot of fans have always considered it like a third brand. Mm-hmm. But with it being on live TV, you know, it is definitely solidified as a third brand. But I still want it to be separate from Raw and SmackDown. You know, yeah. I still want it to be that like hardcore fan kind of, you know, resort where we can go and kind of get something different. And I feel like um, Leo Rush fits the mold for what NXT is. And I feel shine more being in NXT. Oh, yeah, for sure. I think he can be top dog because that match he had last night, they both shined, and I I literally don't have anything bad to say about it. Yeah, neither do I. I was really excited. I don't recall that being a match that was announced prior to the show. I think it was just randomly, like, they put it out yeah, during the show. This match is next. I was like, oh, cool. Yeah, because I didn't really know what matches were going to be on there outside of the street fight and Velveteen and the women. I didn't know what else was going to be on there. Yeah, I think everything else was just a surprise. But, yeah, I mean, I wasn't arguing about that. It was it was really exciting to see Leo on the show. Yeah. And now for the main event of the whole entire um, show was the big old street fight with Matt Riddle and Killian Dane. Now, this match, awesome, as expected. I really liked how they did the whole let them going backstage and you know, everyone getting involved in this match, it made it feel, like, really intense. Mm-hmm. It made it feel, like, you know, crazy, like, everything, you know, everyone's getting involved and all that kind of stuff. The only issue that I had is just, it just kind of ended really randomly, like, 10 minutes were left prior till 10 o'clock, and it just cuts off. 
And I don't even think, did they even announce that the match ended in no contest or did they just like cut it off? I thought they just cut it off. Yeah, that's what uh, that's what I remember. Like, because they're out, they, you know, because they came back to the ring. So I'm thinking, okay, they're going to wrap this match up, you know, so on and so forth. And they're still out there brawling. And then I see that little logo come up on the right-hand corner, which, you know, means, hey, the show's ending. So I'm kind of thinking that's really weird. Why is that coming up? We got 10 minutes left in the match, hasn't ended, and then it just cuts off. Right. I, obviously, they want to carry on this feud without, you know, having any of them take the L, which is fine. But it the the one thing is they did something recently like this with um, Becky and Sasha at the Clash of Champions where they went off and were battling, you know, outside the ring and in the stands and all that kind of stuff, and then the match just ended since they kind of just recently did this, so kind of weird, honestly. But, I mean, it was a good match. I mean, how did you feel about the match? For what it was and who was in it, I thought it was very, very good. I'm glad that I get to see. I mean, because we already know Matt Riddle can wrestle. He's great. He's charismatic. But it was good to see more of Killian Dane because even when he was in Sanity, I – I don't really remember too much about him. Yeah. But then they also they also weren't on TV much when they got raised up to the when they got brought up to the main roster. But even when they were in NXT, he was very forgettable. Now I'm like, oh, okay, he has a presence because he was at a live event when he attacked Matt Riddle at the live event that I went to, and I was like, okay, I can dig that. <laughs> yeah, it's nice because I think the guy's got some potential. Like I. WWE does like clearly see something in him because even when he was a part of Sanity, they did have him in one of the Andre the Giant Battle Royal matches. I don't remember which WrestleMania it was, but you know they did have him in there, and he looked pretty strong there. But it it was weird, like because the 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 faction Sanity I thought had a lot of potential. I mean, I love their entrance, yeah, really creepy and all. I was mm-hmm. okay. They come up to the main roster, they could have a feud with you know the Hardy Boys or something like that. And they came up and did absolutely nothing with them, which is weird because I've always heard that when wrestlers come up from NXT, WWE's supposed to have like a six-month plan for them. Clearly, that's not the case for Sanity. And it's kind of like, why did you even bring these guys up? You could have at least kept them in NXT and did something with them there. Yeah, it was really disappointing because we they literally kept giving us the same people and I knew it was over when they had Sanity on Smackdown one night but then they had Miz beat up everybody I remember that a lot of fans and I'm like why would you do that I especially got upset I'm just gonna I gotta get this one off because he beat up Shelton Benjamin too (laughs) I was pissed (laughs) I was pissed a big fan of him as well but yeah but I think, I mean, it was bittersweet when Sanity broke up, but then aside from them not doing anything with Eric Young, which hopefully, you know, with the draft, we'll see more of him because I've seen some of his old matches from TNA. Mm. I, I think it was a really good thing for them to do that, to break them up. I think it was too. It just got to the point where the group just felt irrelevant. I mean, I know they got the the one dude in that Imperium group in the UK, and then you got Killian Dane doing his thing. It just sucks they're not doing anything with Eric Young. Maybe he's right. back down to NXT. You know, I think that might be good for him. 
but I mean, with the draft coming up, that is a good thing. I was never really a big fan of the wild card rule. I felt like I was. Oh, I'm so mad that it's going away. Oh, are you like? I mean, it had the potential to work well, but WWE overexposed a lot of wrestlers to the point where you know you weren't seeing other wrestlers on TV much because you had people from shows. And it, it was kind of irritating because, like, you would see, like, Becky Lynch and Charlotte on Raw and SmackDown, and then you don't see Liv Morgan and Ember Moon, and you have Roman Reigns coming on those shows constantly. And then, you know, it's just – I like the brand exclusive because I don't like seeing any one wrestler every single week. Honestly, I just like it being its own separate thing. Like, the only time I would be okay with wrestlers being on both shows if it's, like, they're the champion – I kind of think that they should start cutting down on some of the championships. I think it's just too much. Maybe like um, unify like the the men's tag titles and then the women's titles and just kind of have the champion kind of hop on both brands or something like that. Right. But yeah, like I'm kind of curious if NXT is going to be involved in this draft, how they're going to do that because just because i just know there's going to be more wrestlers from raw and smackdown come down to nxt i just don't know how they're going to actually you know do that i just i don't think that that would be a bad thing with uh wrestlers from the main roster coming down to nxt and just kind of popping in not necessarily to stay Mm -hmm. but to pop in have some good matches like cesaro did it batista did it when he did something with uh, Bo Dallas, I mean, Bo Dallas. <laughs> I remember. Yeah, he was NXT champion at one point. John Cena did it. Um, the Shield came down because I think they went against Corey Graves and uh, Neville. So I don't think it would be a bad thing if people just kind of popped in to do that. Yeah, especially like, like I said, there's rumors about Kevin Owens maybe showing up and doing something. I would love to see Kevin Owens versus Adam Cole. And I know I mentioned yeah. Adam Cole's name a lot because he's that good. There's a lot of matches I want to see. Same thing with Gargano. I mean, um trying to think, like, maybe I, w- I wouldn't mind, um like, even if, like, AJ Styles came down, maybe, like, the club versus the Undisputed Era. Like, that would be a cool, like, one-time thing. Oh, man, that would be amazing. Yes. Um, Every time I kind of like get put on the like put myself on the spot, I always kind of my mind goes blank. But yeah, there's just a lot of wrestlers like Shinsuke Nakamura like doing coming down and doing something. Um, especially wrestlers who aren't really being utilized properly on the main roster. Like I would love for Robert Roode to go back down to NXT and do something. I don't know if he would fit. I mean, he he was perfect when he was champion down there. It's just like things have changed a little bit. But it, I just want them to give him a chance with Ziggler <laughs> as a heel, just to you know, because he turned heel, and I'm like, oh, this is crazy because people have been wanting him to turn heel, and he did it, and nobody reacted. But people don't like Dolph, Dolph Ziggler, and he's paired with him. I'm like, I'll take it. You know, I'll take it. You'll take anything, you know, positive for. <laughs> But yeah, I... but then it's like Apollo Cruz came down to NXT and had this amazing match with Kushida. Did you see that? No, no, no. I have not seen that. That that must have happened. Uh, maybe like probably like a month ago 
or something now, but when Apollo's music hit and he came out, actually, he deserved that ovation. I think I remember that because I have been watching NXT like every week for the last two months, so I just probably just forgot about it. But yeah, yeah but even like Apollo Crews, like there's so many wrestlers who just came to the mm-hmm. roster and just WWE just had nothing for him, and I would just love for them to be back in uh, NXT, even if it, like you said, it was just for a little bit or a few or so, but you know, that would be really cool, but speaking of, like, former NXT stars, I know we just kind of recently just brought it up, but um, you know how, like, on the main roster, you have, you know, the legends, you have Triple H, Undertaker, Cena, they come back here and there and wrestle, you know, at these big pay-per-views. Some fans mm-hmm. love it, and some don't because they feel like it's taking away opportunities from the full-time roster. Now, the, the one thing about NXT that fans have always loved that they've always kept things fresh. They've always developed their own stars. You know, they don't really rely on, you know, guys from Raw and SmackDown to come down or anything like that. How do you feel about the idea, like, of them, you know, doing stuff like that now, now that they're on USA, or should they just keep to what they've always been doing and just develop new stars and just use their people and not worry about bringing in established names from the main roster to give them a rub? I don't think that that's a bad thing. I don't look at it like, oh, they're taking away from... I I wouldn't look at it like that because, like, with Kevin Owens, I think that'd be pretty cool for him to you know, come down and I don't know who he would feud with, but I don't think it would be a bad thing because, like, let's say they brought somebody down and you're expecting the person that comes down from the main roster to lose to put over the new talent in NXT. I still think that somebody from the main roster could come down, have a match with somebody in NXT, and that talent in NXT lose, but still come out looking good. Uh Like, with, um, I'm trying to think. I don't know. Wait a minute. I don't have an example, but I hope you get what I'm trying to I say. Exactly. Like, like with, like with, like showcase matches, like how they would have, like they had Seth Rollins doing showcase matches with uh, the Intercontinental Title. He beat every one of them, uh-huh. but they still came off looking good. Exactly. Yes. Yeah, so, I mean, that's a pretty good idea. I like that idea that you have, but like I said, as long as they still keep to what they've always been. Like, I, I love the idea of, like, having, like, fresh new talent come up. Like, I am curious with um, NXT basically being a, a, you know, a legit, like, third brand, because they've always used NXT as, like, developmental. What are they going to mm-hmm. use for developmental now? I mean, I know they still got the um, the NXT um What's oh my god, my mind went blank. And that little the the center that they got that performance, performance center. Performance center, yes. Oh my god. You know what they can use as developmental live events. Yes, that's what I was <laughs> that's what I was thinking. But the only like thing with live events is that you don't get is like the recording, like because you know, recording your entrances and um I know like, you know, because you ha- like you, the camera angles and posing, you know, the at the right angle and all that kind of stuff like triple h had mentioned you know that before in one of the documentaries that like it's like coming in the wwe and all regardless of how good yards learning like their system and you know you know and the entrances and all that kind of stuff so a lot, some fans have said like okay well nxt uk will kind of be like the developmental and those people come to nxt or 
even some people have brought up Evolve. That's kind of like oh, yeah. Like that, like, it is curious because at the end of the day, like, they've always had some kind of developmental, whether it was um, Ohio Wrestling or whatever it was. Um, what was it before? NXT FCW or something like that? Or... OVW? or It was like Florida Wrestling Centers. Oh, Florida Championship Wrestling, FCW. Exactly, yeah, FCW. So they've always had something, so I'm kind of curious of what they're going to kind of do now. You know, but like um, – but like I was saying, just like I just want NXT to still be its own like separate thing, its own style, and all that. Just like how they develop wrestlers and all, it's going to be a little bit different. I'm sure they've thought about that and kind of have an idea what they're going to do. I trust Triple H. Listen, mm-hmm. and I'm um, speaking of Triple H. NXT is Triple H's baby. He runs this, and he's been doing phenomenal. Now the thing is, there's been plenty of people have asked him throughout the years if he's ever going to actually wrestle for NXT. Do you think that he should, you know, wrestle for uh, NXT sometime down the road? I had a chance to think about that. I I don't think it would make too much sense to if he did wrestle anybody to like really give them a rub rub. Oh, you know what? I don't know. That's tough because I feel like he would wrestle maybe Gargano or Champa. Ooh, I like Champa too. I mean, on paper it sounds good and I think that it would definitely draw a large audience to NXT which I think could, you know, potentially benefit, you know, the brand. Mm-hmm. It's just I feel like it has to be the right person that he has to be in the ring with because the one thing is he's always played it off and said oh no it's never going to happen I can't keep up with these wrestlers which probably is true I mean the guy is almost 50 years old and obviously like NXT is more fast paced and you know a little bit more crazier than the main roster because especially lately when he does wrestle for WWE it's more of he's fighting the older guys you're right yeah Batista yeah Batista Taker you know, et cetera, like can Triple H go out there and have a really good match with, you know, like a Leo Rush or Ricochet and all that kind of stuff. Like, I think he can. I mean, Triple H is a professional. Like, He's really good at, you know, telling the story and booking a match. I just, if he ever does it, I just, I honestly just want it to be a one-time thing. Do it, It would be cool if he did it, you know, in two weeks, you know, on this episode of NXT when it's, goes head to head with um AEW. I think that would be a good way to, you know, draw some attention to the brand. But it just it's just really hard to say because the one thing is though is like I want NXT, you know, I don't want it to be that, you know, brand where you start getting a little silly with it with, you know, bringing back wrestlers who just don't fit, you know, the style. Right. That was an issue years ago when WWE tried bringing back ECW. They, they brought back ECW and they had guys like the Big Show on it, you know, who just clearly did not fit that kind of style of wrestling and it failed. Uh-huh. So, I mean, maybe they should not have Triple H be a part of it. It's kind of like one of those 50 50 things, but yeah. I like NXT for what it is and I personally don't want it to change. <laughs> I fear that with it being, you know, with a TV contract attached to it, I kind of worry that Vince will get involved and kind of try to do stuff like that, like bring John Cena down there and just like, you know, or Roman Reigns. 
I mean, I don't know. Yeah, I, I, I don't think it would be a good idea. Now that you say that, it just they he got they they got other people to do that. They got people on the main roster to come and do that. Mm-hmm. So yeah, Triple H, Dad can stay out of it. He can hang back. <laughs> <laughs> he can he can hang in the back. We don't need him. Yeah, we don't need him. I mean, it, it it would be cool to a certain extent, but at the same time, you know, like I mentioned, just stick with what you've been doing. If it's not broken, don't fix it. I did hear that NXT on the USA last night drew like one and a half million viewers, which is. Oh, yeah, I saw that. I don't know if that's good or bad. I don't I don't think that's bad at all. I mean, I know typically Raw and SmackDown draw around two to three million every week. Oh, okay. Considering the fact that, you know, the NXT still, you know, draw, you know, like it, it doesn't have any like mainstream popular names. So considering that, I think it's pretty good. I mean, I think in time. When it yeah, after a few months of being on live TV, if enough fans you know start watching it, you know, and start you know building, you know, they start building up some of these wrestlers and getting some you know star power, you know, I think they'll I think it'll start getting more popular, right? But we'll just have to like see because the only thing is, and we mentioned this with like the UK and all that, like it's just so much wrestling out there. Will fans even make the time for it? Is the big question, especially with like I said, AEW, like. You know, eight people are gonna tune in for AEW as well, so it's like that's gonna take away from NXT. It just, I, I think the only thing that really matters is, is like TV deal. Like, I don't know um, how much USA is paying for NXT and all that kind of stuff. So it really depends on their expectation too. They're probably not expecting NXT to bring in, you know, three million viewers every week. So I think as long as they're getting what they want, it'll be fine. Right. But yeah, so I mean, overall, how did you feel top to bottom last night? Did you uh, did everything happen that you expected, or were, was there any disappointments in there? To me, in my opinion, I was not disappointed at all with the show. I thought it was a great show from the beginning to the end. I like the fact that it wasn't because you know I don't like care about the rumors. I don't follow it. I just don't care if I see it. I see it, but if I don't, I'll be fine. I like the fact that it wasn't predictable. Yes, it was. It wasn't predictable. It wasn't, oh, well, I kind of already know this is going to happen, or, oh, well, I can see this happening. It wasn't predictable, which made it fun. Yeah, because sometimes predictability, like, just ruins it. Even if it's, like, predictable in the way you want it to be, it's Mm -hmm. nice not knowing who's winning. Like, every time someone goes for that pinfall, you're like, just not knowing if they're actually gonna, you know, get the one, two, three or not, just makes it more exciting. Especially when they kick out last, you know, with that split second left, and they get right. off the chair and all that kind of stuff. Like that was happening to me during that, um, you know, the fatal four way match. You know, I was on my toes that whole match. Same thing with the Leo Rush match. Like I just love not knowing what's gonna happen and not knowing who's gonna win. So I think they did pretty good there. I mean, I I won't lie. Um, I was expecting Roderick Strong to win, but that was really the only one. I I had really no clue who they were going to pick as a fatal four way match. I I was not expecting the um, Killian Dane and Matt Riddle match to end. You know, I realistically I was expecting there to be you know a winner, but I really couldn't think of who would win. 
Honestly, mm-hmm. you know, obviously the no contest was definitely a surprise. For me, um, you know, top to bottom, I love the show. I thought it was good. They stayed true to what NXT was. They didn't, you know, bring in any big names from Raw or SmackDown to really try to add to it. They let their own people go out there and do what they do best. Right. I, the the only closest the negative thing I would say is I was because of all the rumors. No, I was kind of expecting you know someone to come down, and I was a little bit excited about the idea of Kevin Owens showing up and doing something. But I'm not mad that it didn't happen. It's just the fact that I was expecting it and excited about it. You know, that's really about it, honestly. But it, it was a great show from top to bottom. You know, it was it was nice seeing a lot of these wrestlers go out there with, you know, and you could tell they were excited for this opportunity and they just nailed it. There wasn't any wrestler that really went out there and disappointed me. Yeah, same. I just, I was very happy. I was very happy with it. I'm like, well, they did that. <clears throat> so I could see why Triple H would be a proud papa and everybody that was on the show be proud because it was it was great. It, I just that's really anything else I would say at this point I'd be redundant. Yeah, it was a great show. I'm really excited for the next, you know, few weeks, especially next week cuz you know my girl Dakota's returning and then two weeks oh, yeah. um Shayna Baszler and Candice LeRae and and that's the show I'm really expecting the big surprises like I mentioned you know this is you know their first head-to-head battle with AEW so you know they're gonna really bring it so this is gonna be really exciting I mean this is the time where usually things cool down in the wrestling world just because you know they're competing with football and baseball and it just seems like WWE usually just gives up during this time of the year just because they know they can't compete with it but you know, there we're we're bringing back the and then not the Monday Night Wars, but the Wednesday Night Wars. So this is going to be exciting, exciting time to be uh, not just a wrestling fan, but an NXT fan. No, I agree. Yep. All right, Stephanie. Well, I just want to thank you for joining my show today. Like always, it was really fun talking to you. I think every time we do this, we always go over an hour, and that just shows like the passion that we have for wrestling and it's always exciting talking to wrestling about you or with you (laughs) oh yeah no I enjoyed it for sure I just couldn't I couldn't wait to talk about it I just couldn't wait to talk about it so it's always a pleasure yes it is you know I wanted to take notes so bad last night you know to kind of keep things fresh in my mind you know but just such a great show I just did not have the time to do it my eyes were either glued to that TV or on you know tweeting about it and all Right. Yep. Same here. All right. Well, yeah, just um, thanks everyone for tuning in. Don't forget to follow, you know, us on uh, Twitter at O-Face Wrestling. Look us up on Facebook. And uh, yeah, once again, thank you again, Stephanie, for joining. Uh, looking forward to having you again for the next show. Yes. Thank you so much. Yep. Have a good you one. You too. Thanks.